Welcome to Salty Crackers, where two middle-aged women discuss movies, books, things going on in the world, whatever crosses our salty little minds. Please enjoy the show, and listener discretion may be advised. This is Summer. And this is Kirsten. And we're Salty Crackers. We are. Yes, ma'am. So, Summer, I was looking at national holidays. Okay, and? Well, on August 24th, it is National Maryland Day. So the state of Maryland's national holiday. Oh, see, and I was hoping Marilyn Monroe or Marilyn Manson. Not Maryland. Maryland. (laughs) See, that's what happens when you're partially deaf. (laughs) (laughs) So, happy... National Maryland Day to all of you Marylanders. (laughs) I don't really know how to say I don't know what they are either, but that one was good. (laughs) (laughs) Nevada, you're a Nevadan. California, you're just Californian. And Maryland, I guess you're a Marylandan. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard with that extra D. Um, Marylanders. (laughs) Marylanders. <laughs> I don't know. But you guys, we're not making fun of your state. We're making fun of how dumb we are. Because <laughs> we just don't know. Okay. What else is it today? Okay. So it's also National Peach Pie Day. Mm. I love me pie. Mm. I love okay. me some pie. All righty. And National Waffle Day. Oh. I like waffles. I do. I like waffles. I like Belgian waffles. Mm-hmm. I like Ego waffles. I like how they're like kind of crispy. But I like me Belgian waffles too, covered in strawberries. Nice. Whipped cream. All the healthy stuff. <laughs> but when you said waffle, my mind went straight to the TikTok I sent you, which I'm not sure if you watched. How to sign something. No, I don't think I watched that. Okay. Well, you know, it's not something I'm going to say on here because I am still afraid of mom. (laughs) But it's definitely one you want. (laughs) When you want to learn. I'm not sure mom knows how to do a TikTok. How to even find a TikTok. She watches TikToks on oh, Facebook. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I didn't share it, but I sent it to you probably through text or email or something. And Waffle was at the end of it. Okay. <laughs> I can't say the first two words, but the last word was Waffle. Uh, okay. <laughs> As long as the last one was awful. Didn't help me at all, but okay. Nope. It was a term I had never heard, but now I kind of like it. <laughs> but I respect mom way too much to say it on air. At least that's what you're going to say on air. Oh, I respect her just too much to say it on air. Right. Not so, to say it. Well, no, you know. I respect mom too. But she also knows that, by golly, 
I'm, I'm like 50 years old. And at this point, you know, mom, my potty mouth just isn't going to go away. Yeah, but she knows I'm that. I feel scared of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fear is there. So, yeah. You could hold her at bay by putting your hand on her forehead and keeping her at arm's length. She's going to beat you next time. <laughs> but, but honestly, Honest to goodness, like I, I would be too afraid to even do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this poor lady! You just get into the fetal position and be like, "Mom, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm fifty now. Come on, mom, leave me alone." Mm, yep, that's about right. But so. It's a it's a big time of the year oh. for a lot of people nowadays. I'd say like most people. Yeah. It's a it's a big time of the year. Pretty so, busy. It is. Back to school. Yes. When have or are your kids going back to school? I don't know. You don't even know the first day? No. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm just going to say that as <laughs> as I've gotten down to the last of my children and they're older, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Just no. go back to school and go. <laughs> yes, but you have to know when so that way you know that they're going where they're supposed to. It's either this week or next I, week. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Yeah. I really call the school, get online, something. I don't, even, I don't even have their schedules. I'm sure the school sent them to me, but I'm like, oh. <laughs> you're so worse you than see. I am. So you see, I know I have a parent portal and get on to the thing is, I can't ever remember my password. <laughs> so I don't know what to do. Oh. <laughs> You set my password, I guess, for the 16th time in two Yes, years. yes. Reset I your mean, password to the one that I can remember because I feel the same way. <laughs> I just... <laughs> honest to goodness, I have become like... I'm on the final stretch and I'm just like... Each year I'm like, man... Okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. Figured out tonight. <laughs> I'm so old and tired. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So uh, back to school. Don't yeah. Know when the last two. Go I do know that uh, my 19-year-old daughter, my baby Kay, my little Kajirsten, she is actually starting on the 30th or 31st. Okay. And, um, but she moves over there like on the 27th. Okay. I don't need to know that because she's in college and I don't need to know when she starts, but I know hers, but not the two that are still under my responsibility. Why does it seem like you're playing favorites? She was just here and we asked her. <laughs> and you've not asked your kids. They don't they, know either. They have friends. Yeah. I, oh. We're like, when do you guys start school? We don't know. We're like, cool. And what if it started last week? It didn't. 
Okay. So my kids went to school last week. And, and how was I'm that? Fantastic. But I also subbed two of those days. My youngest kids class. So what you're saying is not only is their summer over, but yours is too. Yeah, it is. But see, and I was really paying attention to when school started for one. The kids just need to go to school. Yeah. You know, I'm the most loving mom in the world. I'm like, when are they going back to school? Well, see, that's a self-evaluation and they're usually wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But then I also needed to know because that meant that I have the opportunity to work again. Hallelujah. Because a bored summer is trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A bored Kirsten is the same way. Yeah. You can't afford me when I'm bored. That self-evaluation you did on yourself as a loving mom, that was accurate. But I'm just going to say that most self-evaluations are wrong. I know because I do them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just feel bad for Rebecca's one teacher. So both my kids are in dual immersion. So they go to a Spanish-speaking class for half the day and then an English-speaking class the other half. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. I love it. My kids are getting a free education to be bilingual and by the time they graduate high school as long as we stay in this program they'll be like two credits shy or two classes i think shy of a minor in spanish that's cool big time because that is going to get them places well it's the most second it's the most useful second language that the people in this country could have anyways i think that this dual emergence thing is is really a great opportunity because I have been trying to learn Spanish most of my life and honestly I suck oh see I love this program I was the um, English teacher I feel so bad so you know I'm sitting there one night and all of a sudden I get a notification that there's a job available and I'm like ooh ooh and I see it's their school I'm like really excited I'm like gotta hurry and log in and, and accept it because any sub could grab it Mm-hmm. And once I grab it, then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Is it that grade that I really don't like the kids? Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, it's my daughter's class. Cool. Well, then all of a sudden I'm thinking, ooh, dang, this is the first week. <laughs> what happened? I'm hoping she's okay. I'm hoping there was no family emergency. Like, that's serious stuff. Teachers really count on being there for the first week or two so that oh, way they can establish establish the law oh you know get all those expectations figured out and i mean it's, it's pretty serious stuff and so i get to school and all i know is i'm gonna work thursday and friday I'm like okay that's cool eventually i find out that she poor lady had covid I'm just like, talk about timing. For real. That's going through here again. And (laughs) I don't like, I don't take any precautions at all. I work. Maybe I remember to wash my hands before I go to lunch after touching everything. (laughs) Maybe I don't. Yeah. I eat my food with my filthy hands. (laughs) But honestly, Guys, I do have that mindset 
stop sanitizing everything. You are like lowering your immune system. Yeah. You can fight stuff off well if you sanitize the crap <laughs> out of everything. Lift a freaking door handle every once in a while. <laughs> Lick the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> right. Like, right. Something, something fall, and it happened this morning or last night. Um, there were a couple gummy worms left on a camp table because we were camping. Um, and I didn't want to leave them out because there's a young male black bear in that area. Mm-hmm. So I picked them up to eat them. They've been sitting there for a while. And I dropped one on the ground. I might like, pick it up, lose some dirt off of it, and stuck it in my mouth. Yeah. And, and ate it. And this yeah. is a public campground. So who knows who did what there? Maybe a dog peed. I don't care. It yeah. was less than 10 seconds, so hey. But <laughs> I need germs to go count. 10 minutes. <laughs> germs sit there and count. Dang it, she grabbed it at nine <laughs> seconds. I, I can't touch it. <laughs> I, I honestly don't care. <laughs> we'll see. Subbing for, um, for the dual immersion mm-hmm. means I get 30 or less students and then they swap and I get another 30 or less. And I think the most I really had was about 27, maybe. I don't know. The first day they had a fire drill. And then the next day was normal. However, the first class I had, sweet little girl comes up. Uh, my throat hurts. I'm like, okay. I woke up and it was hurting But my mom said I had to go to school. And I'm like, yeah, I can relate to that. I've, you know, sometimes kids just make stuff up because they don't want to go. Or sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you sleep and maybe there's a little bit of nasal drainage going on. You have a scratchy throat. Mm -hmm. I'm like, let's just, you know, let's see how you do. So I'm like trying to make her stay. And she comes up again. Yeah, my throat's hurting even more. And. You know, my mom said that she'd pick me up at 12.15, but it just hurts so bad. So I sent her to the office. So I, I don't even want to deal with that. Go ahead. Call and see if your mom will pick you up. Mm-hmm. No, mom wouldn't. Okay. You just got to hang out and she'll be here as soon as she can. So she goes and switches to the other teacher, the Spanish speaking. Mm-hmm. I get the second group of kids. Everything seems fine. This is the class that my daughter is in. Her best friend is in that class. Okay. Thinking nothing of it, right? School gets out. There's a school carnival that night. We go. And we had plans for Saturday that her best friend was invited to. Her mom walks up to me at the carnival and says, Hey, well, you know, Vera can't make it. She woke up with a sore throat. She went to school. When she came home, she said her throat hurt even more. And she has a fever. And I'm like, you're kidding me. Okay, you know, fine and dandy. Guess who now has a sore throat and feels like crap? You. I do. Because you are like the strep throat queen. I am. I thought you outgrew getting it so often. Not me. Just so the audience knows, (laughs) Summer has had more strep throat than anybody in recorded history. (laughs) (laughs) At least my recorded history. Well, okay. So it seems like growing up, I had it a minimum 
of once a year, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. And then I went a while without getting it. I'm like, yay, we're done. Oh, heck no. No. You no. get it. If the wind blows sideways. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting because, you know, my, my kids catch it real easy, too. Good so, for you. Right. You guys don't lick enough door handles. I'm just going to say. Um, I'm not one of those women who insists on sanitizing everything. It's like, I'm fine yeah. with moderate, I don't know how to word it. Germs. Yeah. With being exposed to germs. I'm totally fine with it. Oh, yeah. Don't cough in my face. That's just gross. But, right. you know, whatever. And it happens. <sighs> yeah, it does. But here I am. My throat hurts. My head hurts. I don't think I'm running the temperature. And I'm just kind of pissed off right now because we had one week of school. And here I am feeling like trash. Right. Well, quite honestly, because this, this is kind of a school thing. To, it it, it kind of is. But it's also the sickness. Do you remember when I was a medium-ish teenager or whatever i was in high school so fifth disease or what we thought was no yeah and i did get that that was in intermediate school actually okay what but um no i i forever had like this super bad sore throat could barely swallow my glands on my throat on both sides were swollen so bad just with my face forward normal, not even my chin up, they bulged out both sides. Yeah. And I went to the doctor and they gave me medicine, like an antibiotic or whatever. Made me so sick. They're like, okay, but you have to eat it with food. And so then I'd go and I'd eat before I took it. And then I'd still get sick. And like I'd go to school and I wouldn't make it two hours into the, into the day. And I was having a call mom and she'd come to school and get me. And then they'd be like, mom's like, well, maybe eat yogurt with it. So I'd eat yogurt. That didn't help. And then we'll maybe take something that you can eat afterwards, like eat before and then eat after. And I tried that and I was so sick. One time some kids actually found me like trying to make it down the hallway because I'd have to leave the same class every day. And they like carried me under the armpits to the women's, the girls' bathroom. And, wow. and then one time I made it partway down the hallway and then just like sunk into a ball on the floor. And that's where mom found me. Oh. Like, it was the worst. And I was not faking it. And this went on for months and months and months. I don't remember this. It was awful. And at different times, you know, you're swallowing and your throat is swollen and it freaking hurts like a mofo. Yeah. And you swallow and it felt like I was swallowing chunks of flesh. And I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, it just feels like I'm swallowing chunks of flesh. And then so I finally, finally get over it. It was just the worst. And as an adult, I go to the doctor, like I'm in my mid twenties, early thirties, something. And they're like, When did you have your tonsils removed? I'm like, oh. I never have. Never have. They're like, Well, you don't have any. And I'm like, I, I don't know. And then I'm thinking, you know what? When it felt like I was swallowing chunks of flesh, I think I was. Oh, 
I think my tonsils were falling off. Oh, that's terrible. I don't have tonsils. (laughs) And I've never had them removed. (laughs) You you tell me, what happened to them? (laughs) When did you have your tonsils removed? I'm like, never have. You don't have any. I'm like, huh, what do you know about that? (laughs) That is so gross. I have never had them removed. (laughs) I I think they were like falling off and I was swallowing them because it felt like I was swallowing chunks of flesh. So maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Oh, my word. That's so terrible. Yeah. Too bad that didn't happen to me. Maybe I wouldn't catch strep throat all the time. Don't know. I still get sore throat like really bad. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I have this theory in my mind and I've never been able to like prove it right, but I can't stop thinking it's got to be true somehow. Okay. You'll have a really raw sore throat. It just freaking hurts. It hurts to swallow. It's just so sore. And you're like, gosh, you know what? If I drink some soda, that carbonation should like sear it and cure it and make it all go away it doesn't work it just burns okay so as a kid and i know this <laughs> might sound really gross to some people um super sore throat and i don't remember if it was strep or not but mom made quick pickles mm-hmm. key ingredient vinegar. vinegar right well i think i was doing dishes most of the quick pickles were gone anyway nothing worth saving I drank the juice and my throat didn't hurt me more after that. Like maybe a little bit that night and then it was pretty much done hurting. Hmm. Well, dad would have us gargle with hot salt water. Yeah. And that, that does it. He goes, it's not that, what does he say? It's the post nasal drip running down your throat that makes it sore. So, the salt dries it up and the heat kills any bacteria or whatever. Yeah. They make it very salted and as hot as you can do. And like when I do it, even as an adult, you like gargle. It's like you can feel it right there. So I relax my throat muscles and I feel it drop another inch or so. Yeah. Maybe I can relax it even more. And I'm, like, I'm like trying to get it halfway down my throat. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I've I've done that and I think I ended up swallowing it. <laughs> like, well, okay, now I, I really feel gross. <laughs> Hot salt water. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I know some people like pickle juice. And I know yeah. some people will drink some vinegar. Yeah. It's not for everyone, but don't know if it really was the vinegar or what maybe it just decided to get better but that was Half one time yeah coincidental. it could have been a coincidence yeah you never know we can also believe it was the uh vinegar the yeah. pickle vinegar stuff but yeah i cannot for the love of pete i honestly cannot get that whole theory of i can burn this soreness out of my throat with carbonation well almost every time i try try burning it with vinegar right maybe it is acidic so it just might do the job i don't know 
She's like, you just need this to scald out of my throat. <laughs> it hurts. Okay, hot vinegar. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, there's been some times where I'm like, holy crap, I've barely been in school because I was so sick. And at least that's what it felt like. Yeah. And mom knew I was not faking when you, every day. Yeah. Time, you think about it, you're getting up, get ready for school, you eat, you take your medicine, you go to school. It's a timed thing. It, you can't fake that. And when you're finding me in a ball, partway yeah. down the hallway against some lockers, it is not faking. Like rolling, I just remember just hurting. And like I said, you could see my gland just poking out of my throat on both sides. It hurts so bad. And then, yeah, when I was in middle school, I got the fifth disease. And I was yeah. out of school for like a week and a half. And I shared a room with you. Oh, yeah. And that was the worst. It sucked. It sucked. And if so, okay, yeah, everybody. Explain so, it because it's not a very common thing. No, no. Like almost nobody knows what it is. You know, so, Krista's boy had it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? That's the second time I've ever heard of it. Yeah, I saw the pictures on the door at the doctor's office when we lived in Fernley, but oh. so I had a kidney infection and they gave me some medication. And I remember it was a Saturday night. I'd been on this medication. Maybe it's coincidental. I honestly, people, I have no idea how I contracted this, but I know I had a kidney infection. They gave me some medicine. And during the night, I was sleeping, and I remember scratching my face, like my face itched, all night long. And so in the morning, we're getting up, we're getting ready to go to church. And I think Tara was in the bathroom, which was almost directly across the hall from our bedroom door. Mm -hmm. And I, she was doing her hair or something, facing the mirror, and I don't know, I walked and I looked at her, and then I looked in the mirror, and my cheeks were so red they were like a huge rash all over my cheeks and then so mom decided i couldn't go to church grandma lived in the apartments across the street okay grandma came over and looked they were like concerned it might be measles or something so i had to stay in a darkened room yeah and then throughout the day and i remember it just it itched so much and it burned so this is something don't ever do no matter what it is don't ever do it because it just made everything so much worse it burns so i like get a wet damp washcloth and i would pat my cheeks and then sit in front of a fan because it was like momentarily soothing mm -hmm. well what happened with that i totally chapped my cheeks on top of this rash they yes. were so chapped they were so dried out and chapped then they burned like 10 times worse and let me just tell you it was already a sucky, sucky thing. But throughout the day, this rash spread. It was started going down my arms and my stomach and my legs. And I think that's why grandma and mom thought it might be measles. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, you have to watch your eyes. You can go blind. Yeah. So mom takes me to Reno to the ER. And they thought it was something. They may have given me some pills. I don't know. And then we came home and then um, I, I couldn't sleep. Like your body, you've just got this rash on you and it 
it's like irritating the nerve endings and everything. And I'm trying not to scratch it and trying to ignore it. And then your nerves can't take any more like they're peaked. And then you get a, like a flash of more itch and mm. you just jerk like your whole body just jerks. Mm-hmm. And I was pacing back and forth in the family room. Mom was sitting there. She goes, okay, Kirsten, let's play cards. So we were sitting there playing like Kings in the corner or something. She was trying so hard to distract me from what my body was feeling. We were sitting there playing cards and then just every once in a while I'd get this big jerk because my body just, your nerves are tapped to their max. And then you get a flash of another like zing of itch and you can't take anymore and you just jerk really bad. And she tried her hardest to distract me from it, but it, it wasn't a fakey thing. And it is yeah. all over my body. And I remember sleeping on the couch in the living room that night. And I was so tired. And I'm laying there on this full-length couch. <clears throat> and she's trying to go to bed. And she's watching me. And I'm laying there in this blanket. And I'm just like, jerk. And then, like, a few minutes later, I jerk again. And it was the worst. I couldn't even day, imagine. It was so bad. The next day... Mom takes me to the clinic there in Fernley. And remember that, that one doctor, she had the super long, thick hair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She had this really long hair and she looks at me. She looks at my body. She's like, you have this disease. Now I'd seen the posters on the door. Yeah. You know what it was. It's a full on rash all over your body. It starts on your face and then it spreads all over your body. She's looking in my ears. She's looking there. She goes, you have the worst case I have ever seen. It was inside my ears, inside my mouth, palms of my hand, bottoms of my feet, everywhere. And the thing is, it starts as a rash and then it like melds together and it becomes like hives almost like it's raised off your skin but mm. it's not a smooth layer it's like this lumpy yeah. terrain and you're just like holy crap it was so bad so bad neil was terrified he had perfect attendance <laughs> that school <laughs> keep the plague carrier away from me <laughs> he was so worried that it was something contagious that mom decided to come home and tell him that it was highly contagious. Oh, dear. That's mom, by the way. Shame on her. Mom! <laughs> and he's like, is it contagious? She goes, Neil, you gotta stay away from her. It is highly contagious. He's like, oh, no. like, Because he had that perfect attendance and he wanted to get that <laughs> for the year, for the school year. And then he's like, I, I think I'm itching. Mom, I, I think I caught it. Mom, what am I gonna do? And she's like, Neil, we're just kidding. It's mildly contagious. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't go to school for at least a week. It was awful. Dang. <laughs> bad. Don't know if it was caused from the medication they gave me. That's what the doc- Dr. Noel said. Just be on the safe side. Never take this again. And it was sulfa. So since I was in middle school, I have never taken sulfa again. And it's oh, one of yeah. the main things they give you to fix a kidney infection. <laughs> and I get those so much. That's weird that you get them so frequently. Do you remember 
when I had to be part of the yep. emergency room party. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Chuck, My kid. That was his name. Chuck and I Chuck. took you to the emergency room. Yep. I had had no sign of a kidney infection. I was pregnant with Paul. My, I had one day at work. I was like, Ugh, that, my kidney hurts a little bit. Right? That was it. Just one time. We had Chuck over for dinner. And my kidney was hurting in, and I went, like, it was hurting pretty bad. I went and took a hot bath and then went to bed. Chuck was still over. You guys are still visiting. Yeah. Chuck and I and were I'm, sitting there talking. We could hear you moaning. Yeah. I had to get up and go pee. So I had been comfortable. I had to go pee. I went pee. I went back to the room, and the pain was awful. And I was laying there moaning just in pain. My kidneys hurt so bad. That you guys came in the room and said, that's it, Kirsten. We're taking you to the ER. Yeah. And he had to carry me down the steps. And then from the car, I think he either helped me or carried me into the ER. Yeah. And it was a good thing that I knew your medical history. Right. Because I'm the one who had to give it to him. You couldn't communicate. You were in so much pain. Right. And I had just peed. So then they're like, you have to pee. And I'm like, I just peed. And I was in so much pain. Finally, when I peed, they're like, holy crap, girl, you have a horrible kidney infection. Like, you have to have had this for a couple of weeks at least. I'm like, just make it stop. But because I was pregnant, they had to put me in, like, the hospital in the maternity ward, give me my medicine through IVs. And then when I left, I still had to take some. So, guess what? The one, the other main one they give you, I am not allergic to. I have a high intolerance to. Just shoot me now because I will vomit myself to death. I ended up back in the ER in less than a week because I don't remember you going back. Oh, my, our neighbor took us. Remember that couple with the kids? Yeah. Yeah. Their little girl would call my cat, little bunny foo. She'd go, but foo foo. Yeah, I do not remember you going back. She took me. And I I was so dehydrated because I couldn't hold anything down. They had to give me IVs. No, dear. Just to put water back in my body. It it was so bad. So, shoot. Yeah, I I actually don't know if I had a kidney infection. I have to watch the color of my urine. Yeah. Since I drink rock stars, it's really hard to tell. (laughs) Is it neon yellow all the time? It's dark. And then last year I thought I had one because I I was damn near pissing straight blood. Oh. So I went convinced I had a kidney infection. Oh, no. My kidneys were tapped because I was so dehydrated. Kirsten. I have been pissing large quantities of blood for over 20 years. Don't know why. I don't care why. It doesn't bother me. But they like to bring it up every time I go to the doctor. But this was bad. And he's like, yeah. you need to drink more water. There's water in rock stars. Uh. No. You need to drink water. Your kidneys are just shot. So, oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. So how often do your kids get sick? Um 
Hank is really my, he's always been my sickly one. He, he always has been. He gets sick during the year. He ends up, I remember him vomiting in class, couldn't make it to the garbage can fast enough and vomited on the carpet in the room, in the classroom. Oh. And then down in the hallway. Um, Bobby's immune system is really, really good. And she doesn't need to leave school very often. Nice. Between Hank, half of his missed days are him being sick or him being suspended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it seems like my kids are always getting sick. And I swear, it's not like I do anything really to prevent them building up an immune system. But, you know, they're like me and we just like to catch strep throat. Because it's fun. I don't like strep throat. I don't either. I freaking hate it. Right. You know, back in the day. So when I was in Ely and I got strep throat one time and it was extra bad. My throat was so swollen that I could hardly talk. And I know Neil had called home and I was trying to talk to him and he didn't believe it was me. Yeah. And, you know, that was back in the day when I was nice and thin. Well, the problem I had back then, which I know you had, and I don't know if you still do, is if we lost weight, Mm -hmm. it was hell to put it back on. And I know at this point, I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. But when you were as thin as you and I were, you know, when you're that thin, you can't afford to lose five pounds. Because Mm -mm. then you look like you're anorexic. You look like, you know, you're deliberately trying to self-harm in some form. Yeah. And it took me, I think, the better part of the school year to put that five pounds back on. You were active, too. Yeah. I was never sporty, but let me just tell you, I've I've been heavy. And I've also had to deal with the weight loss and not be able to the high metabolism it slowed down over the years i've had five kids i'm like 50 and you know how it goes. so it slowed down but yeah um my I, I don't know my kids aren't too sick with school but i know that they're not super excited to go back per se but at the same time i'm ready for them to go back um and I think to a certain point they are, but I need I need to get Hank over to somewhere to do some clothes shopping because he got his paycheck Friday and oh yeah. I bet he's all sorts of excited well, he likes to he spend has, that money he has to buy his own school clothes this year yeah and I I know that sounds super cruel but everybody this child has no comprehension of how hard a person works to get the money they have and how fast that money goes. So it's a good lesson. Yeah. I forced him to get a job this year. You have to buy your own school clothes because he needs to understand. And he's only 14. So he can only work so many hours in a week. Yeah. So many hours in a day. And he comes home and he's tired. Well, you've just had like a little taste of what a work day is. Yeah. And then he does, he's like, I'm tired. I don't want to do these chores. And I'm like, welcome to adulthood. This is what it is. How mm-hmm. do you think we feel? And then 
he's always asking for money doesn't mean anything to him he doesn't care what we do to make that money the other bills that we have how fast that money goes he needs to learn this lesson so it is it is a hard lesson but yeah learn it he will and he will learn it before he's 18 because turning a child out into the real world as an adult with none of these life lessons or comprehension of these things is cruel i agree so i might sound cruel to people but in all honesty I am trying to keep my children from becoming adults and being like, oh, crap, I can't fake it anymore. It's all on me. I don't know what to do. We opened a bank account with his money. Uh We got a debit card. And I'm like, they're like, do you want us to tie it to your bank account in case he goes under? And I'm like, no. (laughs) Not one bit. No, absolutely not. No. This is a hard lesson. And I told the lady while we're doing, doing this, why? I said, No, he has to learn how to manage his money, not Mm -hmm. have mom come save his butt because he's got overdraft fees building up every single day. Right. Be careful with your money. Keep an eye on it. You don't want to get under. So he got his paycheck um, and I just need to take him somewhere where he can buy clothes. And he's hell bent on getting a pair of Jordans. I'm like, dude, that is a stupid move stupid right he's still growing you're do you want to know how lucky some people are i donated a pair of air jordans his father just had to get him hundred dollar pair of shoes for a freaking what he was 11 or 12 at the time he had outgrown them before he made them dirty oh my word they were like brand new but he couldn't wear them so i donated them to the thrift store some lucky bastard probably got them for like two dollars right well, okay, so I am going to be even more in your defense on this, is you're teaching your children the value of a dollar, how mm-hmm. hard they have to work, and there is that potential that they might fail, but you're doing it in a safe environment where they are still being provided with a home and food. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Um, I think it's a fantastic way to do it. Yeah, that's also my argument with just a child having a job in general is they get to learn how to work, but also have that uh, security of, okay, you're going to be stupid because you're a kid and you don't have any work ethic. Hopefully you do. But, you know, like my kids, they're spoiled brats. Not that I really love it, but, um, you know, they need to learn. So you go to work, and if you screw up because you refuse to work like you refuse to clean when I ask you to at home, at least you can afford to be fired. Right. And funny when, thing is, is that I work in the same place as him. Oh, he did get a job there. He did. Okay. And I try not to manage him because he's my son and I expect more from him than I do anybody else. He's my kid. I raised him with work standards and ethics and and everything. So if if I think he's not doing anything, I want to be like, Hey, what the heck, Hank, get on it. So I try not to manage him. um, But I also try to make sure that, I'm that way with everybody, you know, like I, I'm not mean, I'm not, I made that sound like I'm an asshole, 
but that's what I don't want to be. I'm like, okay, so I need you to do this, or would you please do that? Yeah. And if you guys aren't doing, if you're not checking, I need you guys to be facing the the end caps. Well, what facing? Okay, I knew they knew what it was, but I showed them. I had to show Hank like his second day of work, and he knows, and he does it, and he stays busy, and he makes me proud. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I try not to manage him just because it, it is difficult, and I always try to separate that mother or family relationship, no matter who I'm working with. Yeah, but it is difficult. But yeah, I mean, these are life lessons, and then so when he's in school, I think he'll just be working on weekends. Yeah, maybe. and that'll be good. If he's not in sports, he may get a few evening hours in or something. But right, you know, he's young, and I know that the manager likes to make sure that the kids don't get overwhelmed and too tired from working and having to do sports and homework and mm-hmm. and all that. But yeah, he's. I've got to get him to buy some school clothes and whatever school supplies he needs. And this is his first year of high school. So he's got four years to learn this lesson, learn how to manage his money so that when he goes out in the world, he's just not like, I'm free and it's my money and I can do what I want. (laughs) No, sweetheart, guess what? You may be free, but now you're broke. (laughs) You've got to pay rent and power and groceries. And uh-huh. your own cell phone bill. And hey, guess who's not there to and mom and dad? Yeah, we're not there anymore. So I really don't want to be cruel to my children. I want them to have the time they need from the time they can work, which is 14 until 18, to learn the responsibilities of working, getting yourself up, being to work on time, having your clothes clean, whatever it is, managing your money. Not being stupid. Right. You know. Now, also keep in mind, people, that the state that she lives in allows 14-year-olds to work. Where not every state does. No. So, it is all legal. It is all being done how it should be done. Right. Um, Yes. You know, my kids are like, oh, I can't wait till I can work. And I'm like, yeah, me too. But. uh, Is it 16 where you live? Um, I know that they can work at least at 15. The only reason I know this is because a boy I worked with, I didn't realize that he was still 15, but he had a birthday. And next thing you know, he's like, yeah, I finally got my driver's license. Like, oh. oh, you are a baby. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, somewhere in the 15. I don't know if it has to be 15 and a half or just 15. No clue. Right. So it is different per state or whatever. But I do know that from a certain age to a certain age, and this is like child labor law, they can only work X amount of hours. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's, there's just nothing else. Um, and it's really not that much. It, it isn't. No, it isn't. Um, and that's why they have these child labor laws is because of back in the day when they would have these child workforces and they would just it didn't matter. 12 plus hours. I'm working these kids and um, they don't want that to happen. So I do know that that is how it is. Um, and I know that in Duckwater, in, in that reservation, um, they had a summer youth program 
and it was from the ages of 14 to 18. And Paul was actually able to work there for uh, two years or whatever that Mm -hmm. he lived there. And it's a great opportunity. And so you get the kids that they fill out an application. So they're learning that process. And then they get interviewed and they're learning that process. And then you have different departments that are like, yeah, we can take kids. So there was the housing crew, the shop, um, the health department. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that with EPA? So they're the ones that did like, monitoring the the warm springs and the fish count and all that kind of stuff, the invasive species stuff. Okay. And I think some kids even work, I know they did at the administration office, but honestly, they didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but there were these different um, departments that could use kids, and Nummy did that, my daughter-in-law. She okay. worked with them too. And she really liked the medical field. I think that's when she got into it and really decided she really liked it. Oh, okay, yeah. But they can lead with some mad skills. So, like, that's something they can put on their resume as they get older. And they do apply for a real first job. Mm -hmm. Once you leave that protective bubble of a community like a reservation and you're out in the real world, they're like, what kind of work experience? Well, I've worked, you know, from the age of 14 to 18. And I've worked in these departments, you know, in the shop, in whatever. And so it looks really good. And it is good for them. It's not just that it looks good. It is good. Oh, yeah. They get so many different skills. You can get the skills, building skills, medical skills, secretarial skills. You can get all of these different skills that they can apply to a different area in the workforce. And so, oh, go ahead. No, it's just a really great program. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. The high school that your kids will, are and will go to, does it offer classes where they can actually build houses? I have no idea. The high school that, like, if we were to stay right where we're at, Mm -hmm. the high school that they would go to has that program. And I think it starts in middle school, actually. And it just works on up. I have seen these houses that these kids, obviously very supervised, have put Mm -hmm. together. And then they auction them off. And they're nice. And I'm so envious because I look at them and I'm like, I would have done that. Like that would have been a class that I would have been excited to go to. Right. Instead of like underwater basket weaving. I had to do art. The last half of my senior year, because I hadn't taken any form of art classes. They're like, oh, well, you have to have a full credit to graduate. I'm like, you're kidding me. I was focusing on math, history, English. You know, the classes I thought would be important for college. You mean when you went to school? (laughs) When I went to school. (laughs) That is true. But, okay, so when I was in high school to graduate, I had to get that full credit of art. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they said it was a humanity credit. It was nothing that interested me. In any it was art. I have zero talent for anything in the arts. I don't have any interest in participating. 
I can appreciate, but I do not want to be a part of it. (laughs) I took pottery back to back the last half of my senior year. Yeah, you did. I have a blue snake. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so more or less, all I did was just play. That's what art is. But it, I would have rather done something else. I love art. I know you do, but it has nothing in me. Like, it's not there. There's no love for it. My kids want me to sketch stuff, and I'll try, and I think it looks terrible. But, I mean, it's kind of better than what they've been doing. But they're also, like, (laughs) little kids. (laughs) Okay, hold on. (laughs) I'm chuckling. So, uh, Jennifer from the salon I worked at is very very artistic she is an awesome she can draw she can whatever she's awesome her -hmm. husband not so much (laughs) (laughs) their daughter kenzie goes to rick when she's youngish i don't even know how old dad will you draw me a dolphin so oh my goodness it was a stick dolphin (laughs) (laughs) so the head was like as much as a person could draw of a dolphin head Okay. Yeah. From the head, there was a line going back with a stick fin and a stick fin and a stick fin, like the tail and two fins. It was a stick <laughs> dolphin. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. She went to Jennifer crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's really, really funny. I just, I have zero talent and I'm okay with that. All right, I am not artistic in any form. I like rules. I notice artists are like not too into rules. They want to do their own thing because that's part of being artistic in any form, whether it's singing or actually arts stuff. If it's acting, yeah, that's not me. I want very specific rules. Please give me step by step of what I am supposed to do. And I can do that. So you want instruction, not necessarily rules. I like rules and instruction. I love rules. I'm, I'm, it you helps see it me. with your eyes and you make it. No. And then part of it is you get to see how things, like if you're doing pottery, you get to see how that clay forms and then how if you do more pressure here and less pressure here, say you're making a vase or a whatever, a bowl, and how that will change it. Really? I I love art. I'm okay. that person. Miss artist. I'm not an artist. You're more of one than I am. Lady. Yeah, I'm, I, <laughs> I suck. I, I can't draw. What I am. And this is the way that I, I see myself. I'm a high grade copier. So I look at a picture. And as long as I can keep looking at it. I can duplicate it fairly well. But to just to do something out of my mind, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Copying an image, it's not that great. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because it's not something I love. Yeah, but I you appreciate- have to have those things in order to graduate. Well, that's why I did pottery. 
Right. Because you could just roll clay and make a snake. And look, I created. (laughs) (laughs) Hence, the snake you have. That's coiled and blue. There you go. Yeah, there I go. Yeah. Um, I'm not artistic, and I'm fine with that. Well, that's fine, too. And people don't seem to understand. I could do cross-stitch. You know why? It's not because I come up with images and like, ooh, look what I did. No. It's because it says you put a stitch there. Okay. Yep. Did it. Yeah. (laughs) I I know. Have you ever done counter cross-stitch? Yeah. What do you think Winnie the Pooh was? The one that I gave Paul when he was little? Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Um, All the ones that I did of Neil's boys for dad and mom. The one of me when I was little, the, all that cross-stitch. It was all oh, counted. you did do those. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, because I did the, the photograph ones, too. But... Of mom. No, mom. Um, Great-grandma or something like that? Chris, your friend Chris's grandparents. Okay, yeah. So, you know, it's fun. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, when I was in high school... I wanted to take all of the useful classes that I could. And <clears throat> at least at that time, they did not offer an auto mechanics class, which is what I wanted to take. Mm-hmm. Because why wouldn't I want to be able to work on my own vehicle? That right there is a dead useful talent. Yeah. So, you know, dad already had us changing the oil and stuff. Mm-hmm. They didn't offer it. So the, the next best option was welding. Yeah. And I, I took that. And I got a lot of crap from one particular person going into that class the first day. They're like, you're in the wrong class. And I'm like, this is welding, right? I'm here. I was in there with Justin that we've mentioned in other podcasts and his cousin, Jared. Oh, I love Justin. And Jared. Awesome. I didn't so, know Jared so well. Awesome. Oh, wait, was it Justin? Or was it know. Dennis? Because the three of them were tight. It may have been Dennis. Dennis and Jared. But um, so I am not a strong book learner. No. I'm not stupid. I'm not slow. I have a learning disability. And book learning is very difficult for me. However, tactile learning, I excel at. Mm -hmm. Welding, you have to get through a certain, like, you have to get through the book part of it. Once you pass that, you can go onto the floor. And I, I think it was probably Dennis. Dennis and Jared helped me through that. And we all went onto the floor at the same time. Mm-hmm. And by the time I left Fernley High School, um, I was a month ahead of everybody else. And there had been people that were second years and that had been on the floor longer than me. But I was excelling at such a rate. I just have a tactile ability. That's Some awesome. Some people don't have that. Some people are book learners. Kirsten and Bobby are extreme book learners. Yeah. My boys and me were more tactile. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we all face our challenges. And, and that can be discouraging when you're going to school. But figuring it out and then trying to find something that works for you to help you concentrate better, you retain better. And it is what it is, everybody. You have to get that piece of paper that says diploma. 
or GED or something. Shut up. Diploma. It's true. <laughs> you turn into Dr. Evil every time you say that word. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a mini me, so maybe I really am Dr. Evil. <laughs> right. Well, see, and I took Auto Shop when we moved to Ely. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it, but you I didn't do any of the work. I focused my energy on a new talent. And that was convincing the boys to do the work for me. And it wasn't hard. And dad no. was so ashamed. But you know what? It was yes. a useful talent. I guess. <laughs> you know, acted like the helpless female, everybody. Which is completely disgusting. <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> I do everything myself. You know, I have no problem working with my hands and figuring things out and putting them together, whatever. It was so funny getting the guys to do my work. <laughs> I would have loved that opportunity to take that class, Summer, and you just like throw it in the face. <laughs> I did some stuff. Like when I had to do the final, I was paired with this little itty bitty freshman. I swear he was like four feet tall. And we had to go from station to station and do different things. Well, this little guy was like, he didn't know anything. So, okay, yeah, I'll change the oil in the van and I'll whatever. Seriously, not hard. <laughs> but then there were the things I really just didn't want to put the effort into. And so, um, yeah, can you show me how to, to take the tire off the rim? Oh, okay. Well, it's your turn. I'm like, do you want to do that again? Because I'm not sure I got it. He's like, fine, you, you passed. <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> I, I think I'll break a nail. <laughs> <laughs> You're so bad. It was a useful talent. Okay, and I may have like started to learn that back in uh, seventh or eighth grade when I was in home ec. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you could sew shorts, make a pair of shorts for yourself. You did not. <laughs> I did. And it was a boy who sewed them for me. What? <laughs> I was sitting there and I just was not enjoying myself and I wasn't even really trying to get someone else to do it. I was just like kind of irritated. I don't know. I'm looking at the sewing machine like seriously, I hate this. And you know what? What? Bobby's your daughter. I know that's where she gets that <laughs> stubborn, dig your heels in crap. <laughs> so but my friend Jeff walks up and he's like, Oh, do you need help with that? And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, he might sew this for me. And then I don't have to deal with this crap. I'm like, yeah, I think I need help. <laughs> so oh he finished them for me. That is. There's oh. <laughs> a fabulous oh talent. No. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I learned how to ask for help. You know what? <laughs> Maybe I should have practiced that a little bit more because my, you should have. Pride, my pride is like, oh, I don't need your help. I will do this better than you. I will do it all on my own. And then I'm like, man, I'm broken. 
see, you should have taken classes with me and learned. <laughs> but here's the thing. I can't handle them. Oh, you're just a girl. Okay, yeah, I am just a girl. But watch this girl just kick your ass all the way freaking down the freaking hallway because I stomped you during this freaking boys thing. Oh, it's, I, it's see, and I wiped all the boys. I wiped them out taking the test because all it was was open book. Seriously? It's called reading comprehension and the book's right there. So you just kind of like breeze through it and you're like, yep, there's the answer. Okay. And then let's kind of skim through. Oh, there's an answer. These boys weren't answering how they would do it. Well, no. sorry. The teacher wasn't looking for your opinion. He wanted what was in the textbook. That's awesome. Because the same year that I got an award in Woodshop, Neil got Neil, it in Home Ec. Neil got it in Home Ec. <laughs> and here you are, you're like, um, <laughs> can we get this called again? <laughs> <laughs> I could just slap you. You know, Dad was kind of disappointed, but I got him a little bit more convinced towards the end that, you know, at least I learned how to ask for help and it uh. can be a valuable skill. <laughs> Has that stopped me as an adult doing things my own way, doing it myself? I don't know. I don't ask for help unless I truly need the physical help. Otherwise, yeah. it's like, I will figure this thing out. It might uh, take me a month, but I will figure it out on my own. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm this person. I'm like, we're going from Church and Lund to Ely. Mm -hmm. And we're on like the top of Murray Summit. And there is a family pulled over, their hoods open and everything. And so I turn around and I go back and I park. Something went wrong. They just barely made it to the top of Murray Summit. So I'm in my dress and high heels. I walk around, reach inside their concert, looking around. I'm like, okay, so this connection just split. It's back. So let's take some pictures of this. We're going to go. And I took the husband. We went with my kids. We went into town to the Napa. I walk in high heels dress. Hey, guys. So these guys are broke down the side of the road. This is a picture of the part that is ruined. We need a new part or something. They didn't have the part. I'm like, can we make something? They work me, get the, the stuff. We walk out. I drive them back there. I have my PP pants clothes, emergency clothes in the back of the truck. So I pull those out slip them on, have my dress tucked into them, and I'm leaning into their, their hood and I'm cutting off this bad piece and I've got hose clamps and this other piece and I'm just jimmy-rigging together so that I can get them back on the road and some fluids and stuff. Mm -hmm. They make to Vegas or the parts when you get there. Nice. Whole family. Whole family. Husband, wife, kids. See? Look at you go. Yeah, and you're the one like, so you see, the thing is, I learned how to ask for help. Wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> wink, wink. No. <laughs> I still do things for myself on my own. And if I don't know how to do it, I then know. 
who to go to for help. Who? Well, it just depends on where I'm at. Do you bat your eyelashes? And <laughs> yeah, that's totally me. I see I need and oh, I dropped no. the bend and snap. <laughs> yes, that is totally me, Kirsten, in my non-high heels. <laughs> well, bend and snap works for anything, I guess. But I do know a lot of people. So chances are I know someone who can help. Remember when my friend was like stranded, no gas? Oh yeah. Yeah. You knew me. I knew I could get a hold of you. She okay. knew me, everybody. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> to go take gas to somebody. Yeah. Um I just have different people I know throughout the country. That if someone else needs help, I might be able to, at least in one form or another, get something started to help an individual. Mm-hmm. Okay, so me being chatty kind of helps. I'm chatty, too. And you it, are. It, it scares some people. I don't know why. Well, you know. I've met me. I'm pretty damn likable. And I'm I pretty so. fucking funny, too. But, uh, so... Um, what was I going to say? Oh, this is just a word of advice for anybody who ever travels to a large state that is not highly populated. And I'm going to, I don't know the populations of most states. Nevada for sure. And Wyoming. Rest of it, like Utah, everything's so connected. It's just like almost a solid city from one end to the other and east and west, whatever. California, same thing. You're, you're not going to have problems finding a gas station, but when you are definitely in Nevada and in Wyoming, make sure. When you stop and get gas. Make sure you're traveling on a full tank of gas. Don't ever ever think, I've got enough. No. My friend's problem is that they didn't take a turn when they should have. Which would put them. That's the whole thing. Yeah. You don't know. And GPS, don't count on that. Some people have gotten lost using GPS out in Nevada and died. Died. That sucks. Because GPS took them the wrong way. And they're out in the middle of nowhere, ran out of gas. They're stuck. Nobody knows where the hell they're at. There is no service. Once you leave town, there's no service. Mm -hmm. You leave Vegas. How far is it to the next town, Summer? Two hours. Outside Trump, one hour. Okay, but if you're from Trump, <laughs> from Trump to the next town, yeah, it, it's you're looking at an hour, maybe mm-hmm. more. And there's no cell service. People do not do that. It is so dumb. Definitely do not leave your vehicle. You can lay underneath it in the shade. Whatever. Do not ever travel these big states. That are not highly populated. Now, Utah is highly populated. California's high. I don't know about Colorado or Texas. I don't know. Or Montana. I don't know. But- well, regardless, there are long stretches of road even in Utah where there's no service and no anything. I don't know. Well, I'm All letting you know. City and freeways. That's because you haven't driven in the less populated parts. No, I haven't. 
but they're there. I was there this summer. But in Nevada, you think you can make it from Vegas to, I don't know, Heiko or something on a tank. You cannot. You, you've got to have a full tank of gas. Do never ever risk that because it's just stupid. People die. Don't have to. Do not count on your GPS. At least have a map or something. Just Learn so how to use a map. So dumb. So yeah. You're safer with your vehicle. And the reasoning is because a vehicle is easier to spot from the air in a plane or a helicopter than a body. Yeah. Like under a tree or whatever. You can find you. So just to top off our school episode that didn't have much to do with school. We're educating you on safe travel. And that is when you are in an area that you are not familiar with, do not pass up the opportunity to fill your tank and carry water with you. Always water. Always. And a blanket. And some rock star. So in Nevada, <laughs> and probably other states, but I know Nevada because I lived there my whole life. In Nevada, you can die of heat stroke or heat exhaustion in the daytime and of hypothermia in the nighttime within the same, same 24 hours. Same 24 hours. You can die from either one. That's how erotic the temperature changes are. Yes. It happens, so just play it safe. Right. You don't need to die for something stupid like that. Yeah, chances are someone wants you around. Right. So, anyways. Happy Happy Maryland Day. (laughs) Happy Maryland Day. Have some time. I'm still disappointed that it wasn't like Marilyn Monroe. Nobody cares about her. Marilyn Manson. Nobody cares about him even more. Well, I kind of enjoy the music. Yeah. Well, fine. Be that way. Just go enjoy your peach pie, folks. Peach pie and waffles. And waffles. Kirsten, you have to look at that video. I'm sure I sent it to you through text. I think you ignore my text. Um, No. See, what happens is I check them. And then maybe I'm too busy to do anything. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then you ignore forget. it. And then I forget. And then it's not like it's marked like a text I need to see. <laughs> doesn't love me. Watch it. It's hilarious. You, you, you'd understand. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all you selfie people. Thanks for listening. We hope you keep listening. Share us with your friends. Oh, yes. And we will see you next Wednesday. Bye. Have a good day.